0: Well, welcome to See Here Love. It's our summer series, and we're featuring never-before-seen interviews and all of your favorite shows from our past seasons. So we hope you enjoy our past conversations that are still very important and inspiring today. Enjoy. Well, welcome to See Here, Love. I'm your host, Melinda, and we're glad you're back with us for our series on the fruit of the Spirit. And today we're talking all about love, 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 the first fruit or characteristic of a follower of Jesus. And if you missed our discussion from last week about what the fruit of the Spirit is, then make sure to check out that show on seeherelove.com so you can be all caught up. Well, do we have a show for you today? Because New York Times best-selling author of Love Does and Everybody Always, Bob Goff, sits down with us on location in Edmonton, Alberta to talk about love. Not the kind of love that stops at thoughts and feelings, but a love that takes action, a love that does That love without inhibition, insecurity, or restriction. And we'll also be hearing reflections on love from author, TV host, and friend and speaker, Sheila Walsh. And we'll also be hearing from our co-host, Joanna, for the good word. As well as love thoughts from all of these amazing, lovely women. Welcome. So good to be here. Are you ready for some love? I love love. Looking for love. Oh, looking yeah. for love. I love it. Okay, so why do you think, here's a, here's a good question for us to sort of kick off the show. That love is the first of the fruit mentioned when Paul is speaking to the churches in Galatians says, "The fruit of the spirit is, number one, love. Why do you think
1: love is the first? What are your thoughts? God is love. That's like First John 4, and then it unpacks and goes out into these other fruits as well, because I think when you're rooted in that love,
2: these other ones, it's like the fertilizer for everything else that grows."
0: Ah, okay, so that's why love as the first.
2: I just feel it's the greatest commandment, you know, Mm -hmm. love the Lord your God and love your neighbors yourself. Yeah. I feel like it's, it's, we lead with love. I feel like, you know, it's, it's the, it's the trademark of Christianity. Yeah. It's Mm -hmm. how people identify Mm us.
0: Yeah,
3: absolutely. And I think if God gave his son, that was the greatest gift of all. And uh, Jesus Christ was love, right? Just like God is love. Mm -hmm. It was that gift uh, to us of, of
4: love.
0: Yeah. Good.
4: Joanna, what are your thoughts? Yeah. It's that. It's the basis, as we said, it's the fertilizer. It might even be the soil Mm -hmm. that all the other things are happening in in. that. If we don't have love, all the list of other things we're going to talk about in future episodes of our show. Mm -hmm. They can't happen without that primary thing happening. Mm -hmm. Now you talk
0: about love and the example of Jesus, Mm -hmm. right? When you're thinking of scriptures or moments in in the Bible about Jesus, what comes to mind as just an -hmm. example that he personified or did that kind of leads us to say that's how we should live Mm. in love Mm. what are some examples that you would say that Jesus really you know showed us
3: I think about uh that verse and
0: where Jesus feeds the 5,000 with the
3: the two loaves of bread and the fish and it's the Bible says that in compassion he saw that people were hungry Mm. and he multiplied for them Mm. you know he didn't want to leave people
0: hungry and like that that's one of the ways that he loved us. Mm-hmm. So love is actually fulfilling like a, a base physical need. Yeah. everybody's saying that like, he actually saw the need of the people. Yeah. is it actually right now you need actually food yeah. because you're hungry. Yeah. yeah that's good. I like that. Mm-hmm. yeah Joe.
2: Um, I think about the woman caught in the middle of adultery and I for me I, I pull from that that love rescues. Um, and love love intervenes, Uh, it intercedes, it stands in the gap of, Mm -hmm. and uh, I feel like that Mm -hmm. is ultimately what Christ has done and is still doing.
1: Yeah, Mm -hmm. Lisa, what about you? I'm thinking of two very particular moments in Jesus's ministry towards the end, Um, and when he's on the cross in Luke 23, it's, Father forgive them, for they do not know what they do. And in Matthew 26, this is before his crucifixion, he calls Judas friend. Go do what you need to do. I mean, Jesus is not sarcastic. Your like, yo, friend, go do what you need to do. It's like, I think there was an yeah, endearment yeah. there because he loved Judas despite the fact that he was going to mm-hmm. betray him to the utmost. And um, he's beyond, because of the way that Judas lived his life and the decisions he made, he was not saved, but there's still love there. Yeah. Yeah. And that just... Shatters me. Yeah.
3: yeah. And he's, he's, Jesus was Shatters always
1: me. selflessly
3: thinking about mm-hmm. other people, never himself. Even on the cross, he's yeah. thinking of his neighbor.
4: you know like even when he disagreed with people right yeah this idea of love also through saying true things so how people like it wasn't loving if he didn't tell people the truth Mm -hmm. and so I think of like the rich young ruler who says what can I do to gain eternal life and Jesus says you have to sell everything you like this one thing and you have to sell everything and come follow me Mm -hmm. and the rich young ruler goes away but Jesus tries to help him the news isn't good like sell everything Mm -hmm. but uh, he's trying even when he's telling you hard things or when he's calling out the religious leaders in difficult ways mm-hmm. uh, that they don't like. He's doing it because he loves them and it's desiring for them yeah. to see clearly. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, in our world today, there's so much confusion about love. Yeah. Because love has been equated with uh, this, you know, with sex, with the emotion, mm-hmm. uh, with how I feel. Yeah. What would you say to someone who's like, I, I'm actually confused about what really love is? Because mm-hmm. when we actually talk about this, we talk in reference to agape love. Mm-hmm. But what does that really mean? Because I, I wanna kinda shatter that we've created a culture and society that, that love is, is something a lot less than what, you know, th- what Jesus is about and personifies. Mm-hmm. Talk to me about that. Mm-hmm. What is like love? We see it in Jesus, but mm-hmm. what does that really look like? Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. For me, it calls to mind the Old Testament story of Hosea. Because Israel's got this problem of not loving the God that that loves them. And he's like, I'm going to show you. What it's gonna look yeah. like? How I love you. Yeah. And then there's Hosea and Gomer and the kids that are born okay, out so of it. Okay, so talk that.
0: about Gomer for some people who don't. Yeah, know, Gomer, is story.
1: Gomer is the Gomer um, is the wife that God, well, the woman that God tells Hosea to marry, and she's unfaithful. She's a busy lady. She's busy lady. a well. Yes. I mean, the Bible calls her a harlot. She's yeah. a prostitute. Yeah. That's a profession. And yeah. yet, as Hosea tries to be that husband, she's you know doing what her yeah. profession is, mm-hmm. and it breaks his heart. There's kids involved in the whole thing, and God's that.
4: Hesed, that loving kindness, a steadfast love. Yeah. I'm in this for the long run. Yeah, that's good. I mean, Brooke and I were just speaking recently about the kind of love like in your family, and it's something going on in my family where we've seen people who are sick and people who come and love them. Like, love is lying on the floor of the hospitals to sleep that night yeah. to care for someone. Yeah. It's this selfless love, selfless. you know, and I think a lot of people don't know a lot about that kind of love because the Mm. people in their life are very selfish and they don't have a lot of people who are gonna be there for them when the hard Mm. times come or when they screw up, are they gonna actually be there to love you through it? So selfless, unconditional,
0: other focused. Well, we have a lot to talk about and so I want us to just hold on to more thoughts as we now go to our friend, author and speaker, Sheila Walsh and Joanna, who's gonna be sharing from The Good Word, all about love.
5: We're looking at a verse that's found in the book of Galatians. Galatians 5, we find this verse, 522, But the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. There is no law against these things. So let's look at that first one, love. I remember so clearly the night when I was baptized in a little church on the west coast of Scotland. I was 16 years old and the verse that I was given that night was from John's gospel. And John 15:16 says this, you didn't choose me, I chose you. I appointed you to go and produce lasting fruit so that the father will give you whatever you ask for using my name. But then this, this is my commandment, love each other. I think it's so tempting in our culture to judge each other, to dismiss each other, to question each other, to get angry with each other. But so many times in John's gospel, in the last conversation that Jesus had with his closest friends, the message was the same, love each other. When you love one another, then this watching world will know that you are mine because it's different from the way that our culture is engaging. And that kind of love comes from knowing Jesus. We don't produce this fruit in our lives by ourselves. You know, that's the great news for you and I. We do it in communion with the Holy Spirit, that when we ask him, I want to be someone who bears the fruit of love in the lives of other people. When we join our will with God's will, just watch and see what springs forth in your life.
4: think about the fruits of the Spirit the attributes of a life lived in step with the Holy Spirit inside of us changing us the very first one on the list is love. Love is the biggest and most important one. It dominates the rest, and if we don't have love, we don't have any of the others. So in in the book of Corinthians, 1 Corinthians, Paul is talking to this church that's a mess. They are followers of Jesus. They do know the Holy Spirit, yet their lives don't seem to resemble love, and so he sends them this very pastoral letter, a firm letter, but a very loving letter to his brothers and sisters, and he's ending it in 1 Corinthians 16, uh, verse 14 and it says, do everything in love. That's how he summarizes it. As people who live with the fruit of the Spirit, we do everything out of love. But but there's just no way that we can do this on our own. We as human beings out of our own strength, we're going to fail. We actually need like a brain transplant, a heart transplant, a total transformation from the inside out. I love how it's described in the message in Romans 12, starting at verse 1. It says, So here's what I want you to do. God helping you. Take your ordinary everyday life. you're sleeping, eating, going to work, walking around life and place it before God as an offering. Embracing what God does for you is the best thing you can do for him so don't become so over don't become so well adjusted to your culture that you fit into it without even thinking. instead fix your attention on God. You'll be changed from the inside out. It's this amazing promise that we have that as we walk in step with the Spirit, looking to Him and not our own strength to change, we will see fruit. We will see our life be transformed by love. It's God's love first that amazes us, overcomes us, and then begins to transform us so that we would love and serve others by His power in our life. Would you go today and love people in Jesus' name? Would that be the fruit of your life? Well, thank you, Sheila and Joanna, for your great thoughts on love. And now Joanna's back
0: in here uh, to uh, continue our conversation. But when we look at the verse, 1 Corinthians sixteen fourteen, let all that you do be done in love. How do you feel? What are your thoughts?
2: Uh, I guilty as charged okay (laughs) Okay. so here's here's the truth i am still working that out um because i feel like we measure opportunity and benefits in a different way i'm going to do this because it's going to work for me i'm going to do this because i'll get this instead and so to do it sacrificially uh, in love means i am doing it uh, whether i'm seen or not uh, yes. I'm doing it whether I receive or not, whether there's some, it's just because of that condition of my heart to see you be blessed, loved, restored, right. whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow.
0: So, so love is nothing, not, yeah, that's what I say. Expecting said, nothing is, in return. But it seems like a lot of us will love or do something as long as, mm-hmm. and only if we get something in return. Mm-hmm. That we feel love, that we get something like, uh, mm-hmm. like, like tangible and practical. Yeah. Yep. Oh, and so I think that's really good. That's mm-hmm. a good challenge for us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think let all that we do be
3: done sacrificially, caring for others before thinking of your own needs at all. Mm-hmm. Like if you say it that way, I'm, I'm reminded of, Joanna kind of touched base on this. Um, my grandmother passed away uh, last week and um, my mother, she was 96 and my mother who's 72, she spent the night in the hospital uh, for countless nights on the floor mm. just to be with her mother. Yeah. And, you know, it didn't bother her, obviously. I mean, she's kind of older herself. And so I just, I was so touched by that. I thought yeah, that maybe. is sacrificial love. Yeah, like maybe. I hope to love somebody the way that I've seen my mother love her yeah. mother. Yeah. So, we you need know? to
4: see that, right? We yeah. all need to see it so that we can know what to do ourselves. Yeah, so Jesus demonstrated, demonstrated it for us, yes. love but we also have the privilege of having some people who are older and wiser than us maybe yeah. who can model it for us. Yeah because we we haven't yet mastered it. We yeah. need to be in the school of love. Yeah, yeah. Like by your mother. Your mom is teaching you yeah, love good. that. Yeah. Hey, it's Chris, friend of See Here Love with Melinda. Sorry to interrupt this conversation, but I just had to let you know that the only way that See Here Love gets to produce fun and authentic conversations like this one is through your financial donations. So go to seehearlove.com and click on the big donate button. Thanks for your support. Let's get back to the show.
1: It's about the motivation of the heart and why you're doing something. And it's interesting because sometimes you don't want to do it, but there's an obligation there. And then the love grows because we're human. It's not always this ideal package. And the other thing about that is that when you're doing all things or anything out of love, you don't necessarily need to love what you're doing. Mm. Um, it's because of the relationship, God. it's because you love God, because you love, your mother loved her mother. It's because you love your husband, your kids, that you do certain things that you might not love because it's not about doing the thing, it's about the relationship. Yeah, and not just about doing the thing, it's about the
0: feeling. I think mm-hmm. we always equate that how I feel, then I must be in love, mm. or I love how I feel. Well. In many of the shows that we've done, we've talked a lot about that. Mm -hmm. That a lot of times it's a choice. It's not about feeling. It's It's a heart choice. And sometimes you have to just do the
4: hard thing. Mm -hmm. Even when you don't feel like it or want to do it, you do. Mm -hmm. And it's God who helps us. Yes. If we're doing it on our own strength, it only lasts so long. But like, God, help me. Transform me from the inside out. Transform my mind. Transform my heart. I can't do this. There's nothing natural about this. What would you say then,
0: as people are listening, watching, and say, you know what, I don't think I'm a loving person. I really struggle in this area because I'm very transactional. I always want something in return. What would be some encouragement or advice to say, how do we begin? each and every mm-hmm. day to say, I choose love? What would
2: you say? For me, I would say it's a very specific prayer. Um, it's not enough to say, God help me to love because love is always relative to our terms, our definition, ah. our way of being. It's It's gotta be God, give me your heart. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Give me the heart yeah. of God. If we can love as he loves, then there you go. And the surgery begins from there. Yeah. So a prayer,
0: and maybe a prayer every morning or yeah. before you go to bed to just to say. Yeah, that not teach that me song. how to love, but teach
2: me how to love like you. Yeah. That's, love
0: like you. It's you great. Set
3: me right up. Yeah. So I was I was, as you were saying that, I felt there's a song um, that Brooke Frazier sings, and it's Break my Heart for What Breaks yeah. Yours. Mm-hmm. Open up my eyes to the things unseen. Yeah. Show me how to love like you have mm-hmm. loved me. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I just feel, yeah, I feel like that's mm-hmm. that is the deepest cry of my yeah. heart is like, yeah. show me how to
1: love like you have loved me.
3: Show and me how to love.
1: And we have a God who wants to do that. Because throughout the Old Testament and the New, it's always like, I will replace your heart of stone. I will give you a heart of flesh. Um, and it is that prayer because... When the person says, I'm not a loving person, well, you're not because <laughs> of sin. none of us are, none of us yeah. are because we have these selfish, you know, motivations yeah. in our heart and we're human. We like to protect ourselves. But when God takes a hold of that, it's, it's really empowering. You'd be surprised at how generous um, he can make our hearts and how broad mm-hmm. and how deep and lying on the floor, um, you know, next to grandma or, um, you know, loving kids who might not love you back at all. Right. Yeah. Longevity yeah. in a relationship. So I'm hearing that there is, you know, this choice.
0: It's not based on feeling, it's choice, but that we don't do it in our own strength. It's always saying, God, help me to be. And thank you, Jesus, that you gave us the example of Mm -hmm. how to, by seeing your life as you modeled it for us. Those are really Mm -hmm. great thoughts. Well, thank you so much. Well, let's talk about inspiring because our guest today knows a thing or two about love. He's an honorary consul for the Republic of Uganda and has written the New York bestselling book Love Does and the follow-up book Everybody Always, where he reveals lessons he's learned, often the hard way, about what it means to love without inhibition, insecurity or restriction and that the path toward the liberated existence we all long for is found only in a truth as simple to say as it is hard to do love people even the difficult ones without distinction and without limits well now let's go to edmonton alberta and hear what bob goff has to say about love bob goff thank you so much for being here on see here love great to have you here
6: yeah thanks a million for having me
0: we're kicking off love and I have a feeling you know a little bit about love. Well, I'm learning YouTube about us. it. You're learning.
6: I definitely talk about it
0: a Yes. Lot. So I, I know that as we talk about love and, you know, we've had a discussion about why love would have been the first fruit mentioned in the fruit of the spirit. I love your, your quote saying, you know, it's not just about receiving and giving love. It's actually about becoming love. I actually yeah. never heard about it that way. Explain it to me. Yeah, you can actually me.
6: turn into love. Like you read the scriptures like God is love and that we wanna be like him. And so that whole idea of in the things that you do, we don't need to have people ricocheting off of each other. You can just actually just say, what well, would like love do in this thing? Not the most dramatic response, but the most kind response to people. And that's throughout scripture, like even uh, that idea of like Jesus came filled with grace and truth. Mm. And it's 100% of both, but grace comes first. And people who are trying to become love, I seem to be filled with grace. Wow,
0: you make it seem so easy. And yet when I read your book and I look at your life, it's fun, you've got great stories. But when I actually think about my own life, I'm deeply disturbed and convicted about the lack really of love that I show to everybody always. Yeah. What's my problem? No, Why am I, I not loving in the way that, you know, I you're you're talking about?
6: Yeah, John 17 talked about us being one, <clears throat> and I think you and I are one on that. If you ask Sweet Maria, like tell me about Bob, she'd be like, <laughs> oh, buddy, you got a lot to learn. But I realize we're just all students at this. I've been flying seaplanes up here in BC for 20 years. Um, but every time I get a hold of the control tower to come in, I always say I'm a student pilot. <laughs> Because then they're nice to you, they'll tell you what to do. Right. And if if we could do that, just say we're students of uh, of love, we're student drivers, we're student teachers, we're student everything. So if we could realize uh, that we have a great deal to know about this, but you'll find what you're looking for. And if you're looking for a more loving response, then you'll just actually, you're going to find it. It'll take a little while. You'll need to like search for it a little bit. And sometimes it means like pausing and not saying the immediate thing, but searching for the right thing.
0: You know, all throughout your life and your stories, it's always about loving the difficult people, which is my challenge. You know, when we talk about, you know, mm. love God, love our neighbor, and it sounds again so easy, but it's really hard. What has to happen in our, in our, Heart and in us to say, you know, I need to look at people that way and really love people because I think that's
6: going to change the world. Yeah, I think it might be figuring out the thing behind the thing, you know, ah. like to say there was a guy that was up in my grill about something. and I'm a pretty hard guy not to get along with. <laughs> and I put my hand on his shoulder. I said, I'm insecure, too. <laughs> right. So we have this underlying deal where we're all insecure and we're just dealing with it in different ways and so we have people that are delivering our mail that are insecure leading our countries that are insecure that you're yeah. just we do when they say why do they do these wacky things it's just insecurity and it pops out and i realize i am too what i'm trying to do is have an accurate right view of myself but more importantly to have a right view of other people to say that they're Dealing with their stuff and it's probably really complicated. They have felt some rejection before, and I just want to be the guy that adds to it.
0: So grace and love are so intertwined because that's, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. like a that's a gracious, <clears throat> grace filled response.
6: And it takes a moment to see past the big whatever it is that's up in your face yeah. to realize they're just trying to figure out things uh, in their own timing. And what I wanna do is make it all happen right away. Yes. Like literally, I, <laughs> I'm not guy. <dying. laughs> totally me too. Super <laughs> impatient. Yeah. Uh, but I think one of the things I'm trying to do is slow it down a little bit and to just uh, give a little bit of time. Do you know what, if you want a, a uh, radish, it takes one seed in 20 days. But if you want a pear, it takes one seed in seven years. And yeah. I keep putting everything in the microwave that Jesus keeps pulling it out and putting it in the crock pot. <laughs> but, and so, like that whole idea to just slow down a little bit and God is not working in their life in the way He's working in my life right now. And just chill out about yeah, that. That's good. Don't chill try out. to fix that. And don't wave a bony finger. Buy a puppy if you need to. But don't <laughs> be up in everybody's grill about things. Just chill out. God is up to beautiful things, He's the king above all. And just relax in that. Delight in that.
0: Do you don't think s- people are uptight?
6: Oh, Uh, yeah. yeah. I don't know if you've been down to the States recently. (laughs) (laughs) I have. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. we've got that guy. And so one of the things we want to do is just when these things, it doesn't mean the truth uh, somehow bends on that. Just say, you know, what's true. You know what you believe, why you believe. You're going to say, how can I affect the people around me with truth and love? And it's how, how do you do that right where I am? and decide that. And there's a couple things I can't do something about, but there's a, whole, there's a longer list of things that I can do something about. And that's what I'm starting with. So find these ambitions that are beautiful ambitions for the people around you. I'm a big scripture guy. Um, uh, so I would just dive into what scripture has to say if you have difficult people. Say, is there something that's uh, where somebody else in the scriptures confronted something like that and yeah. you say, what did they do? I haven't read one Psalm and have like some of the psalmist say, everything's great. (laughs) (laughs) They were actually getting authentic. They were saying like, wow, I am really wondering about these things. I think you can't turn into love if you can't get authentic with people. And so find one person that you could be authentic with, that you could just get real with. And then for you and I, just be Switzerland. Nobody's mad at them, they're not (laughs) bad at anybody. If I could walk around with a bobsled and a bar of chocolate in my pocket, I would. It'd just be a safe (laughs) place for people.
5: And that's, it gives them an
6: opportunity to say authentic things to you and then to you to respond in authenticity. But if they think you're gonna get your finger in their face, then they're just gonna back off and they won't, they'll just avoid you. And I'm just trying to not have people avoid important conversations.
0: Yeah, you know, Bob, I think we've made it really complicated Like, I think we put a lot of either boundaries or expectations or, you know, things around relationships and about love. And I think it's really important, as you're saying, it's like, chill out and, you know, be open. I think the one thing that I was really challenged about is that everybody is our neighbor. We think our neighbor is, you know, I always thought my neighbor is, you know, the person who lives beside me or across from me on the street. But you actually said God created the world beautifully in that he made everybody our neighbor that we are meant to love.
6: Yeah. And
0: that changes, like, my perspective on the world and how I see people. And
6: it's actually the difficult ones uh, that are the best teachers, because they cause you to stretch your faith. Just go like, am I just gonna be polite and avoid them, or am I gonna be Jesus and engage them? But not with an agenda, but just be like, I just wanna engage you and find out, instead of asking what's their biggest opinion, ask who's your best friend and how come. And they say, I don't have any friends. And you might be thinking, I know. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> There's a reason. Yeah. But you might they might tell you about this friend that's touched them, say, like how come? Like what what is it about them? And they say they were really loyal and you're just gonna have a different conversation. And then you might get around to their opinions, but you'll have built this trust of like you can share who your best friend is yeah. and why and all that. And this isn't the big Jesus moment. It's the actually all the moments are Jesus moments.
0: Yeah. Just be like love people, no agenda. So good. Bob, uh, to our viewers and listeners just a last encouragement about love. As, as, we, as we jump into the series about the mark of a follower of Jesus is to live out these characteristics of the fruit of the Spirit, uh, something that you know, the Holy Spirit will give us, Jesus will help us with. But what would you say in the terms of love you'd, you'd say to encourage our, our, our friends? I'd say
6: find a more humble version of each of us. And so like, so I'll turn 60 in February. And so what I'm spending my time is doing, thinking, who's Bob when he's 70? Who's that guy? And a, a lot of us know why we did what we did, but we've forgotten why we're doing what we're doing. And so they, we're, we're living in the past, we're kind of wrapped around the axle with uh, broken relationships, disappointments, and hurts. I'm not saying to ignore those, figure out that stuff, but have it propel you towards the next version of you and make that per- version of you a more humble version a more Mm -hmm. approachable version of life. Doesn't mean you lack opinions. I am a lawyer, I got an opinion about everything, but I don't tell everybody my opinion about everything. (laughs) You don't have to swing at every pitch. But you could be actually present and that would be the last thought. Be where your feet are. Like literally just be present. We got a lot of people in proximity to one another, but they're not actually here. They're on their phones, they're thinking about this. Just be right here. Like right now, all here. I'm not thinking about anything else, me and you. And there's something beautiful about that. People will sense that you're there. You're, you're there. living an undistracted life.
0: Be present and love everybody always. I
6: think that would do it. That would be great. And I'm not there yet, but I know what I'm aiming for. Amazing.
0: Bob Goff, thank you so much for your words, your thoughts, your, your convictions. And it was a pleasure having you on oh, the show. Oh, thanks a million. Wow, I loved what Bob Goff had to say about love. So inspiring. And thank you to all of you for your inspiring thoughts on love. So appreciate it. And to you, our viewers, let all that you do be done in love. And think for a moment that if we all chose to live and love the way of Jesus, the world would be a safer, no longer lonely place because love does. And speaking of love, as mentioned last week, my husband, Chris and I did this devotional in Italy featuring our thoughts about life, and love with Jesus. So make sure that you check it out on seeherelove.com because you can't see it anywhere else. Here's a promo. If you missed it, make sure to check it out soon. Hi, and welcome to Pompeii, yeah. Beach and Posey, Tomato, Italy, Venice, Verona. Welcome to Chris
6: and Melinda's
0: Vacation Adventure and. Devotional,
5: devotional, devotional. devotional. devotional.
0: No to go. Well, we'll have more on love on our website at seehearlove.com. So make sure you check out also our Facebook page and Instagram for highlights on this show and others. And remember, let all you do be done in love and know that you are seen, heard and deeply loved by God. Bye bye.